Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The South is full of history. Tales of the strange creatures that defy logic. Outlaws who took towns and roadside curiosities that cause intrigue. Grab your sweet tea, gather around, and let's spin a yarn. Welcome to Southern Oddities. The Old Ursuline Convent was a series of historic convents in New Orleans, Louisiana, which housed nuns from the Ursuline Convent of Rouen in Normandy. King Louis XV of France decided that the nuns should go to New Orleans to establish a hospital for the poor, sick people and to provide education for young girls of wealthy families. Fourteen nuns took part in the long journey to New Orleans, convinced that the education of women was essential to the development of a civilized, spiritual, and just society. So the Ursuline sisters influenced culture and learning in New Orleans by providing an exceptional education for girls and women. The first building for the Ursuline nuns was designed by Ignace Francis Bruton in 1727 when the nuns arrived in New Orleans. Michael Ziering, the king's master carpenter from Franconia, Bavaria, along with all the Zuring families in Louisiana were the builders. Planning, collecting material, and construction took years. Half-timbered or brick between posts were the major form of French colonial construction in the colony during the 18th century. Usually, the exterior walls were then given a protective covering of stucco or wooden boards. But the fact that the tempered walls of the Ursuline convent were left exposed, such construction proved to be inappropriate for the humid climate of New Orleans, in addition, making it a fire hazard. These nuns founded the Ursuline Academy in 1727, the first boarding school in all of Louisiana, educating a number of Catholic Hispanic girls and women from socially privileged families in Central and South American countries. In 1745, plans for a new building of brick and protected half-timber were prepared by Bruton. The new convent was completed by 1753. The second convent was laid out adjacent to the site of its predecessor, whose materials were partly recycled in its original configuration the building's front facade was facing the Mississippi River. Built of stucco-covered brick, the present-day old Ursuline convent is typical for the French neoclassical architecture. It is a formal, symmetrical building, severely designed in its lack of ornamentation. The ground floors were used largely for the dormitory, classrooms, refectory, 
an infirmary of the orphanage maintained by the nuns. The second floor contained cells for the nuns, a library, another infirmary, and storerooms, and what is believed to have been salvaged from the original 1730s convent, a winding cypress staircase with cast iron handrails that occupies part of the ground floor entry hall. The Ursulines established one of the first hospitals in New Orleans. They worked in healthcare and treated malaria and yellow fever among the slave population. The hospital usually had from 30 to 40 patients, most of them soldiers. The first pharmacist in the United States was an Ursuline woman, Sister Frances Xavier, who practiced in New Orleans in the early 1700s. But while the convent has a good and wholesome history pertaining to the nuns, it also has a much darker story pertaining to the French girls who were sent thousands of miles away from their homes and transplanted to colonial America to be saddled with husbands and tasked with the impossible, settle the land and tame the men. Oh, and did I mention that these girls might have also been blood-sucking vampires. If the legends are true, they are still lurking around on the third floor of the old Ursuline convent building. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The legend of the casket girls as blood-draining vampires has circulated since at least the early 20th century, and like all legends, it has an origin story. In 1791, New Orleans was populated by frontiersmen and other hardy characters. The majority of its inhabitants were single men, from 1716 to 1722. Deserters and smugglers were exported from France to Louisiana as an administrative measure to relieve overcrowded jails in France. As questionable as those early settlers may have been, the French crown spotted the obvious gap and decided to supply the fledging settlement with females to ensure it remained an ongoing concern. Women were exported to New Orleans, let out of jails and brothels. The women were rough and unsavory like most of the male counterparts, and nowhere near enough in number. Then came the year 1726. The Ursuline Order from Rouen, France, arrived in New Orleans, tasked with establishing and providing a suitable orphanage for young girls, along with an education for young women. It is said that King Louis XV took an interest in the next shipment of young girls 
the fledged colony. Girls who would one day mature into brides. He sought girls of virtue who had been recruited from French orphanages or convents, and although they were poor, they were guaranteed to be virgins. It's likely the girls were the poorest of the poor, released from workhouses or similar institutions, but regardless, they were shipped off to New Orleans with or against their wills. Arriving in 1728, the poor girls disembarked in the port, pale and unwell after the journey that was supposed to take three months ended up lasting five. These girls appeared to the eager male onlookers as more dead than alive. These tired and fever-ridden girls carried their belongings in small cases, which reportedly resembled burial caskets, giving them their name, the casket girls, deriving from the French word, cassette. These girls were a far cry from the hardy young women the men of New Orleans had been led to expect. Needless to say, joy upon their arrival quickly faded, replaced with doubts and suspicions. The Frenchmen all muttered to themselves as they spotted the women meant to become their brides. So very pale were the girls that their skin reddened and blistered within moments of enduring the hot, subtropical sun. Had the girls transported vampires with them into the new world, or were they, in fact, vampires themselves? Clutching their casket-shaped chest in tight grips, the young women were brought to their new home until their respective marriages. They were to remain under the care and protection of the Ursuline nuns. But the mortality rate seemed to noticeably rise in New Orleans after the girls arrived. The climate of New Orleans was notoriously unhealthy at that time, spawning diseases, including yellow fever, that ran rampant as epidemics occurred regularly, as the early settlers of New Orleans grappled with the unpleasant wrath of floating corpses. Even though the casket girls were behind the Ursuline's convent walls, they became inmates of their environment. The local men gravely disrespected the women. Some were placed into unwanted marriages, only to be mistreated by their husbands. Others, upon finding themselves alone and unwed, were forced into prostitution. King Louis XV had enough of the antics and demanded the girls return to France. So the sisters of the Ursuline convent then took the casket-shaped chest that had once carried everything the casket girls owned and climbed the steps to the third floor of the convent to be stored. And as legend has it, the girls themselves were locked away on the third floor under the pretense of keeping them safe. But a short time later, when the nuns returned to the third floor, they found that the chests were completely empty. Fearing that the young women might have been something other than just girls, the Ursuline nuns spared no expense in making sure that nothing ever left that third floor space. The doors were bolted shut. The nails to the windows were locked in place. 
as the whispers in town included one word, vampire. Some even speculate that the nails were shipped to Rome, specifically for the Pope's blessing, and then sent right back to the convent to keep the vampires sealed within the attic. That is, until a new story came along. In 1978, two paranormal investigators seeking answers to whether the casket girls had in fact been vampires camped out directly in front of the old Ursuline convent. They'd been kicked off the property itself for lording a time or two, but decided to stay the night and see if they'd experience anything right outside of the walls themselves. The hours passed, trickling by minute by minute, so slow that the sleep overtook them, and in their slumber, they failed to notice the third floor's shutters the same ones which had been locked shut by the blessed nails, open and shut, open and shut. The recording cameras whirled to a stop as the scene faded to black. The next morning, the bodies of the investigators were found. Their bodies had been torn open, ravaged by claws and drained of blood by the supposed casket girl vampires the convent. Up until this time, the windows and door to the third floor had always been sealed shut and remained so during the 1700s. Why the shutters on the third floor windows always remained closed, even in the hot summers, is a mystery. And though each individual third floor's window's shutters are nailed shut with those blessed nails by the Pope, Residents have claimed to see those shuttered windows fly open of their own accord, which helped start the stories of vampires escaping the third floor to prey upon the people of the French Quarter. I hope you enjoyed this unusual tale. To find out more about the show and keep up with what we are doing, follow Southern Oddities on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Southern Odd Pod. Make sure to subscribe for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listing app. This show was created by me, Jared Ortis, and is part of the Ortis Studios Podcast Network. You can learn more about this show and more shows on the network by visiting ortisstudios.com. And until the next time we spin a yarn, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.